Hello, dear friends, and welcome to the international discussion on the Creative Society channel. On December the 4th, 2021, millions of people from all over the world have witnessed an unprecedented event, a large-scale event, an international online conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. Uh, this conference has united millions of people from 180 countries of the world, and it united people in a 12-hour live broadcast, which uncovered the most vital and important topics of our modern society. So many scientific facts, analytical data, and eyewitness reports have been presented in such a comprehensive, honest, and clear manner that resonated with a lot of people. And what is the most interesting and great about this event is that it has been organized, prepared, and hosted by ordinary people, by volunteers, true heroes who feel this necessity of bringing the change, of changing our world for the better together. All right. Hello, dear friends. Ekaterina, I agree with you. Today, many people um seeing what's happening to the climate and to the nature that every day millions of many people suffer and uh, each um, uh, well, intelligent uh, person understands that we should act, but what to do, where uh, to run to, and um, who to connect with, nobody knows. Many people were shocked and uh, they did not uh, know uh, what to do. They were in fear. But today, we um, got to solve these issues, uh, what to do and how we can overcome these times being in safety. Uh, probably uh, just few people know, uh, but really today we have undeclared war and it is the last war. Why is it the last? Because either will be re uh, destroyed by the climate or will create such conditions, such a society uh, where even the notion of the war will not be present in our society. And climate is really our only enemy because it is against the whole humanity. That is why we should get united and we should um, overcome these climate issues. And understanding this, uh, realizing this, uh, people who are indifferent to these issues, they are implementing and looking for these strategic steps um, how to overcome these problems. And uh, we are doing everything possible uh, in order to get united on the 7th of May uh, during the International Forum. We are people we want to leave all of you to join this amazing event. Uh, I can assure you that there will be so much information that you could not even think that it exists in our world. So please feel free to visit creativesociety.com website for more information on the upcoming event. And today, uh, I would like to introduce our wonderful, amazing, bright guests, three beautiful women from all over the world uh, who 
kindly decided to join our today's conversation and share their opinions, their ideas, and their experience uh, on the topics that were uh, highlighted during the conference. So our first guest is Asta Jacobson from Ireland. She is multiple award-winning fashion designer and international success relationship mentor and energy healer. Welcome, Asta. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you also, so much. Thank you for having me. Also, we have Weza Solange from Angola and South Africa. She's a TV personality, producer, and entrepreneur. Welcome, Weza. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. And also we have Natalia Izvekova from Russian Federation, and she's a singer. Welcome, Natalia. Thank you for joining today. Hello, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, greetings again, our dear uh, guests. And the first question I would like to you ask Natalia. Um, Natalia, uh, surely you have watched uh, the international conference on the 4th of December, uh, Global Crisis Time for the Truth, and uh, that was a really very important event. Can you share your impressions, what you were inspired by or uh, what uh, just brought you to new understandings, please? Yes, yeah, surely I would uh, greatly share my impressions. And um, I would uh, like to start with that the conference uh, lasted during 12 hours. But I would like to point out that uh, these 12 hours, the way you know, uh, just were watched like uh, at one glance. And because there was so much interesting and various information, uh, different topics were raised, like the issues uh, um, with climate or with ecology. We know about even political issues in the world today. But, uh, you know, um, what I was amazed by that these facts were so uh, kind of organized and in presented in such a great way that you just understood and you, and you were able to see the comprehensive picture of what's really happening in the world and you were able to see again the whole picture um, what's going on today uh, I was shocked of course by many um, uh, questions and uh, um, different information we are going to study that or to talk uh, about that uh, of course further on but of course the climate topic um, you know it was so um, in, uh, introduced in detail you know because I've been interested in this topic for already a couple of years and I've been looking for the answers to many of the questions and I've always been interested in what's really going on with the climate and what's happening in space. And, uh, you know, I was amazed uh, that uh, so much information, so many facts were watched during the conference um, that uh, I was just, again, amazed. Uh, notwithstanding that, uh, right, today, uh, mass media kind of gives um, not correct information on these issues, but any Anyway, you are able to collect data and uh, compare it and uh, make a kind of a comprehensive um, understanding. And 
Uh, what we have found out, uh, thanks to the conference Global Crisis Time for the Truth, it is really very precious because if you do not even realize that there is enemy, there is a war, uh, if you do not understand that your attention is being diverted to uh, minor problems, if you don't realize that there is something uh, which actually stands on the way against your existence, then okay, how can you go on living? And uh, I believe that we should get united by the whole humanity because even today, you know, our um, scientists, they do not even study these issues which are vital for us because, yeah, we have a couple of topics uh, today in the world uh, that are kind of uh, being discussed on all sides and uh, social media. Uh, but uh, why aren't we talking about the vital issues? And that is why I was just uh, amazed um, about the information voice at the conference. Uh, for example, by such an issue, why why is this topic with uh, uh, CO2 so um, well made so popular? Uh, and again, if you do not um, realize that uh, this war is going on actually with the climate, then how can we actually solve this problem? If we are not united, if we are divided actually, we kind of try to solve, uh, you know, local issues, but um, they have nothing to do with the global ones. And, you know, I, I, I don't e even, um, yeah, you know, I have still got lots of lots of impressions uh, from that conference to tell you, to share them with you, but I see that we have many uh, dear guests, so I pass the floor to you. Thank you so much, Natalia. Thank you for, for sharing that. And indeed, I also was really amazed by the number of facts, by the number of data that was presented to us during the conference. And so many scientists who were really not afraid to speak up, who were really ready to share their research. Uh, you know, it's not just some random people, but people who devoted their uh, lifetime for studying these topics. And right now they are openly sharing this uh, research, this information. And I was really uh, grateful for them for doing that. And yes, the conference was truly amazing. And right now I would like to ask Asta to share her opinion of, of this event. Uh, what information was new to you or what really impressed you or was shocking for you? So could you please share um, your opinion? I'm hearing a lot about this enemy, like enemy, this uh, global warming is enemy. But when I looked at all this beautiful 12 hours conference, it's just so much, so much was showing what the biggest enemy is ourselves, is the man in the mirror. Because who is doing, who is going and digging the oils? Who is pulling the diamonds? Who is abusing one each other? One each other, people, human. And we lost our love for one each other. We lost the respect just for that most expensive diamond or just for that most expensive thing like oil and all that. And I just want to say a big thank you for really, you know, showing these problems, what's happening, but really showing like I have a diamond ring, 
I don't want to wear it anymore because it's kind of nearly showing how much people were suffering to get that diamond for me. And who made the most money? The person who really done nothing. So actually, this has showed me more and more how we actually doing for our nature. And nature now just saying, okay, enough. Stop pulling me. Stop dragging me. Stop digging in me and pulling all my best resources, what I was giving really to survive this planet. Like this is planet's blood. This is planet's energy. And we all just suck in me more to me. For me, I want diamonds. I want oil. I have a biggest, best car and I need more engine and everything. And then it's bigger CEO and all that. And like I said, the biggest enemy is ourselves. Thank you so much, Esther, for your sincere answer, for your sincere appeal. And truly, today we have uh, come across really global issues. But the crisis that we've got to solve, uh, the, the main of this crisis is the crisis of uh, humanists, right? And it is very important to act in this direction. And how can we solve this crisis of humanists? Actually, just uh, to become people, you know, to become human, uh, to take care of our nature, to take care of our planet and of each other, because it is important for us to take each, uh, to take care of each other, because uh, well, you know, what deadlock we are already in, and what's awaiting us, so and thanks to such great events as the conference on the Creative Society platform, so we are moving towards uh, solving of uh, this crisis issues and uh, uh, right now I would like to ask our uh, next speaker please uh, tell you uh, your impressions um, from the conference global crisis time for the truth Lisa absolutely first of all again thank you so much for the invitation um, can I just say that while I was watching the conference many times I had to stop because I felt so overwhelmed I and if I can just specifically now just focus on the migration and the human trafficking because the other ladies were already speaking about the climate changes and how people are reacting out there. You know, our body does something which is to protect ourselves, which is to become numb when we see too much pain. We become numb to the point where we almost get used to it. Shown violence, we have been shown pain, especially in the media, which is the area that I work in. We have been shown violence and pain and suffering to the point where, as human beings, we have become numb to it. And the one thing about the conference is that it brought the reality of human pain. It is not a TV show, it is not a movie, it is real human beings that have gone through the most atrocious things in their lives. Some survived, many didn't. And, and I would have to force myself to go and, and watch it back again because it is necessary for us to start having emotion again. We all shut down 
as 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 human kinds you know we shut down because we were trying to protect our minds and our hearts from feeling the pain of others and we did that in order to protect ourselves but the consequences of that were that we started losing our humanity it became so normal to see someone dead on television before we would be shocked i don't know who remembers the time where if there was blood they would cover it up if there was a person dead they would cover it up but now it's just shown in our faces and it's done enough times to make sure that we are not sensitive to human pain anymore i think that some of the stories that really got to me i remember there was a story about this young girl who had been sold 17 times in different countries and 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 that really broke my heart because she's not the only one and i'm sure that a person like that thinks that nobody in the world cares because the truth is that unfortunately a lot of people stopped caring but not because we are bad it's because we became hopeless is because you care to the point of not caring anymore because you think that there is nothing that you can do about it so you stop looking it's just like you are driving and you see so many homeless people that there comes a time that you don't see them anymore your mind shuts down another person's pain on purpose to protect your own heart and i think that on this conference it brought a lot it brought a lot of the emotions which i had found myself shutting down too because i also did not know how to deal with them anymore and it just became a lot but this a lot it's so necessary whether you feel angry whether you feel hopeless whether you feel desperate it, it's important that these emotions are felt again so that then there is a desire created to do something about it again i look here in south africa which is where i'm living i work on television so constantly we have people asking us to use our platform and raise our voices because of so many missing people i remember finding myself not even looking at the faces of people anymore because there were so many and it just became one more name and it just became one more picture and i had to stop myself i say no look it's a real person you it could be your sister or your brother and even if it isn't it's a human being like you so i'm so grateful really for an organization a project an idea a dream like creative society because i truly believe that i'm not the only one that felt what i felt when i was watching what i was watching and watching how little human life is today is really hurtful to see what greed the love of money the love of things have done to us as human beings it's so saddening because some of us do understand that people are trying to fill that void with something that can never be filled so i i really do believe that yes it's important to point out where we have gone wrong but most important to say that there is a solution and show people other ways of filling that void because that is what bringing a solution is 
If so many people understood that you get a lot more from giving than from receiving, that your joy and your sense of fulfillment is so much bigger when you are helping somebody else. We think that everybody knows that, but they don't. So if we just put it upon ourselves to teach human beings how to be human again, I think that that really would be the beginning of trying to get people to reawaken to their true selves because we've disconnected from who we truly are. Thank you so much, Weza. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I also, um, when I was watching the conference, um, at some points I couldn't stop crying. And I really felt that this information is truly heartbreaking and painful. But on the other side, I felt this inner freedom uh, of the fact that we are right now speaking up we're talking about this and we are bringing this global awareness and we're making people realize how distorted, how terrible the reality is, the reality that we created right now in which we live, in which we support. And once you understand and realize that it's not a fairy tale, it's not a horror movie, it's the life that we support, then you understand that you can change everything. And just like you said, educating people, informing people, helping them to transform themselves and to remind them that, first of all, we are human beings, we have a soul, we have kindness, we have this feeling of mutual support that really is fulfilling thousand times more than a new car or a new apartment or a new lovely dress. And yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And right now, I would like to suggest us watching an excerpt from the conference, a video which uh, truly highlighted the um, one of the really important topics, the ecological crisis that we are in right now as humanity, uh, because there are some people in the world who still do not realize how bad the situation is. So right now, I would like to ask our technical support to show us this video, and then we'll talk a bit more about that. The fundamental law of ecology is that everything affects everything. But are we really aware of this? At the International Conference on July 24th, 2021, global crisis, this already affects everyone. Shocking facts about the state of our planet's ecology were voiced. During the four months since the last conference, the volunteers of the project Creative Society from all of the world have been monitoring the events related to environmental pollution and we observed that the situation had deteriorated significantly. Air pollution. 90% of people on the planet breathe polluted air. Monitoring data shows regions and entire countries where the air is polluted almost constantly. The main reasons are manufacturing, power generations, transportation, and heating. In four months, many events have occurred that have worsened the air quality on the whole planet. These are forest fires, dust storms, landfill fires, 
explosions at factories and chemical emissions. For example, in November, schools were closed in the Indian capital, Delhi, because of the air quality and even the question of isolation was being considered. At the same time, people had to wear masks even at home. The visibility is low and pollution level is very high. As you can see, even the red fort is not visible from here. It feels smoky in the ice and it is difficult to breathe. During the four months of monitoring, the number of deaths from air pollution exceeded 2 million people. Forest loss. The loss of forest is one of today's terrible disasters. But as it turns out, in real time, you can see the loss of forest only in the rainforest zone. The increase in tree cover loss warning in South America between August and October was 46% higher than during the same period last year. The world's largest rainforest, the Amazon, has lost more than 10,000 square kilometers since the beginning of 2021. That's an area the size of two Istanbuls. In the regions of South Asia and Australia, forest loss increased by 130%, and Africa experienced the highest increase two and a half times. The loggers are winning. The forest is being devastated and the environment problem is growing. And nobody does anything. Official statements talk of a reduction in the volume of logging and its termination, but facts show that it is only increasing every month. Garbage dumps. The data on the amount of rubbish that is made publicly available is very underreported. But even according to these data, in just four months, 730 million tons of rubbish was dumped in landfill sites. For comparison, the entire population of the Earth weighs 300 million tons, which means that in just four months, we have thrown away two and a half times the weight of the entire population. Fires often occur in landfills which cause even greater damage to people and the environment. For example, in August, the cemetery of old tires in Kuwait caught fire. Columns of black smoke could be seen even from space. The fire led to air pollution with toxic substances and caused harm to the health of almost 4.5 million people. Oil spills. Today, the state of our water resources is close to ecological disaster. One of the most dangerous pollutant is oil. One liter of spilled oil kills marine life in 40,000 liters of water, depriving them of oxygen. Just two grams of oil per kilogram of soil makes it unsuitable for planting. An incredible number of events related to oil spills took place in four months. We'll show just the largest of them. Look at that! Look at that! Please, share this video. We have a massive oil spill in the Gulf of Peria right now. In August, an oil spill the size of New York occurred in Syrian territorial waters. On the 1st of September, the oil slick was already 7 kilometers from the coast of Cyprus. According to available information during the four months alone, 
the total volume of oil spills was more than 27,500 square kilometers. This is equal to the area of two Sydney cities. Water pollution. Today, according to WHO, every third inhabitant of the planet does not have access to safe drinking water. Over the past four months, human activity has caused the water resources to deteriorate significantly. Toxic emissions from clothing factories have polluted the sacred river in India. This led to Yamuna River getting covered by toxic foam. Despite this, people massively perform ablution in honor of the religious holiday. It is a ritual to take a bath in the water body during Chhat Puja. I hope the government pays attention to the cleaning of Yamuna. In these four months, almost one million people have died worldwide from water pollution alone, according to official reports. From the podiums, we say that the environmental crisis is the most important agenda of today. But what do we do? All that we see is the result of everyone's choice, the result of our inaction. In these four months, we could have already been building the creative society. Our only chance that can save the environment and our lives. Instead, by our inaction, we supported the consumer format and thus continued destroying our planet. This means our future and the future of our children. We've lost four months. Let's not waste our last chance. Right. This uh, video vividly showed us the facts that passed uh, just during four months uh, before the conference Global Crisis Time for the Truth. And these are just the facts. We cannot do anything with uh, it. And actually, today we are on the brink, right? And uh, also, we should note down that there is a great difference between the ecological and between the climatic issues, um, because we as a planet, we have entered the uh, cyclicity period, and right now uh, our planet is experiencing uh, just a great uh, radiation from space, and our planet is not ready for that because we've got the problem with ecology. And here uh, we can actually we affect the ecology, the immune system of our planet, and actually the well, uh, our planet is kind of, it is very important for us because it is designed to protect us. But uh, in the consumer format of society, we have this, you know, greed only for the profit. And of course, this video showed a sad situation um, in India with the river pollution. And right now, I would like to address uh, to Esther. Uh, so, 
The question is, you know, that uh, in today's uh, modern uh, society we have so-called um, fashion, right? And uh, there is such a fact that over the past 15 years, on average, we have started buying 60% more clothes. Uh, just because uh, they stimulate these designers. And I would like to address Esther to you as an expert. Please tell us how destructive it is to the environment, to our habitat, and uh, what does it lead all to? Um, how can we solve this problem? Is it possible to solve this problem, the consumer format of society? touching this and me being a fashion designer and 13 years in fashion as the my own label i still have my line and many people asking me why do you don't have your line and that's the one and biggest reason i don't want to make this let's do it sell it buy it not buy it bin it i want really what people thing before they want to buy something and like if they want something it's have to be really special it's have to be very unique and you want to keep it because this is so important as now we're really buying one season and actually season now takes only like a couple months as before we had four seasons now we have Every minute sales, every minute wants somebody to, like designers wants to sell it sooner because new designs is coming in. It's like we're losing this line, autumn, winter, summer. It's like, let's buy it, it's cheap. But do we really think where it's come from? As we all very want to have nice, natural cotton clothing, what is the best for our skin? But actually, research showing what just to make and grow the cotton, what would make one T-shirt, it's needed fresh water, 28,000 for one T-shirt. And then, of course, like you said, seen it in the video, it's the coloring, it's the technical stuff and all stuff what goes into it. And after that, we buying it in the shop. Hmm, I like it. Oh, it's not fashion anymore. And we bin it. And where did this end up? That's where is the biggest problem. It's not like to buy. Buy, okay, let's buy. But where it's end up? It's saying what actually 48 hours sold things, clothing, whatever it comes from material, our planet to digest takes 12 years. So every 48 hours, every minute, people buying and planet starting choking with this, how much we overusing, but sometimes we never use it. I see so many people where they buy them just because it's sale and then they bin it and drop it like or whatever, giving to charities. But actually it's proven but charities is not always the charities. It sometimes ends up in there where it's actually cheaper to get away. Bin it, burn it, or send it to the, you know, poorer countries. But actually poorer countries, countries who don't really want any more this stuff because the local suppliers 
they losing value of their own material. So it's all this circle, what is just goes, I want to buy more because I think it's media. It's a little bit guilt in there because no woman wants to show up with the same top or the same dress again because it was already on the post. As that's what's happening. And I have many, many, many years working now with people, with girls, with, with women, with men. And the biggest, biggest point and my message is restyle it, reuse it, change it, swap it, share it, rent it. And sometimes you will save loads of money, loads of space in your wardrobe, and you will feel better. I feel better. Anyway, when I know what I restyled my clothes, I update it and I reuse it again. Thank you, Esther, a lot for your comment. And indeed, you know, it feels so good that uh, there are true humans in industry, in fashion industry, and there are people who just look, uh, you know, broader um, just on these uh, issues and uh, just who realize that, uh, well, who keep on asking themselves, how will it influence other people, right? So why don't we start pondering over um, such question as how do my actions um, influence the global situation? Because actually, the global situation affects me as well. And uh, my dear uh, ones, all right. And as you just said, that if you take even you know uh, cotton, all right, material, or in order to make a pair of just one pair of jeans, we need just just imagine 15 tons of water, 15 tons of water. And uh, today we have um, you know, um, whereas today uh, about two billion people and a half do not have access to fresh water, and. Um, at the same time, six out of ten produced uh, uh, pieces of clothes are um, just, you know, uh, thrown away, even not being used. So what are we doing, guys? What are we doing, people? We just uh, uh, produce uh, stuff that we don't want to, and then it, it, it goes, you know, again to recycling, uh, just, just to rubbish bins. So. Um, uh, I believe that it's not sound, uh, I mean, such a format of society. But when we know that the textile industry has the second place in influencing the ecology, when we realize how much, uh, well, resource goes into producing something, then when we ponder over these issues, then it already um, has a chance for the changes, right? Because probably you, well, you might ask yourself, do you really need to buy the things? Or can we just um, go on destroying our planet? Or can we uh, bring any changes, any better changes to our planet? Because uh, then, of course, we have a chance to um, just fix anything if we get united. Yes. Thank you very much again, Esther, for your experience and uh, for sharing with us. Please. Thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, Natalia wanted to share something as well to add to this topic. So, Natalia, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yes, thank you very much. 
Right. Uh, thank you for giving me the floor. And uh, I would like uh, to share, you know, such an observation uh, that uh, would just um, uh, Asta also has uh, shared her understanding that, uh, of course, any woman, um, you know, is kind of influenced um, uh, just the idea that, okay, you need this or that thing. And uh, today, uh, women uh, tend to consume more things that they need. Uh, because, you know, I have such a vivid example, for example, from the fashion, uh, fashion industry, uh, that, right, um, fashion is changing very, very rapidly. And all those, you know, images that are imposed on us with the help of mass media, social media, uh, well, even if we just take uh, this fact that uh, Okay, within a few months, um, you know, uh, fashion uh, for another pair of shoes has been changed. And okay, you already don't want to wear these shoes because kind of uh, these kind of heels are not already fashionable, right? Or old fashioned. And then you have this kind of feeling that, uh, well, you're a loser or something. Uh, these shoes, although these shoes, you know, are excellent, they are made of natural material. Yeah, they probably have another form of heels uh, of the heels so what uh, so what does it all lead us to uh, does it lead to, to anything good because right um, we've got you know to do something with really good things either we've got to uh, give them away or they kind of uh, we keep them stored in our wardrobes right uh, just because of you know kind of fashion rules new fashion rules and um, I believe that uh, each person should start getting more uh, conscious um, and aware of, well, what and how much you need, right? Uh, or it's kind of, well, um, we all people stop, you know, uh, if we stopped listening to all these advertisements and stopped all this uh, extra producing of things, then we would make our governments listen to people and we would say to uh, just know this fashion designers, we won't uh, listen to you anymore. Uh, and uh, probably we should address to each person and say, uh, please, dear people, together we can do a lot and we can, uh, well, uh, change this attitude to fashion industry on us. Right, friends, it's quite easy, quite easy to do that. Just stop, you know, be uh, just letting uh, to be influenced by these fashion rules or something. And we people should uh, start uh, becoming friends to each other, right? Then, of course, it influences uh, the state of the whole planet. And right now, I would like to give the floor to Visa, our next um, speaker. Uh, please, Visa, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dennis. I just also wanted to start by adding a little bit into the fashion comment. I think that we have to look at the world realistically. And trying when trying to get people to change their minds and when trying to get people to change their behavior, we need to see who truly has that power and authority before you expect them to do it by themselves. So at this point, I always say go to the source of where the information is coming from 
and it's easier to get these people because they are smaller than the rest of the population that is following them. In this case, these people would be your fashion designer. And because they are the ones that are setting the trends, they're the ones that change the consumer mindset into wanting to buy more and wanting to consume more because of all of the trends that they keep on bringing forth. So I truly do believe if we were thinking from a mindset of wanting to bring change and solution, the first people whose minds need to be changed and thought are the fashion designers, because they are the ones that seem to have the power right now to bring on new trends. Human beings, unfortunately, are so impressionable. And human beings have almost become robots where they just follow trains and fads without even understanding why. They don't even use their reasoning anymore. People don't even think, oh, I don't need this. I have too much of this. No, they just see what is being fed out there. So I really do believe that if we had more fashion designers who are more conscious of the climate, who are more conscious of the planet and more conscious of what this is doing to all of us, then they could literally change the trends. They could literally make using things for longer cool again. They could literally make reusing your clothes, exchanging your clothes, renting your clothes, all the things that were said already, something fashionable and something cool. Unfortunately, not everyone is trying to change the planet. That is the reality. Unfortunately, most of the human race is still quite selfish. So in order to get at them, I really feel like it's in small doses. First of all, is the renewal of the mind. So if you just try to get them to change the way that they consume, because they will still consume. So it's just a matter of changing how these people consume, change the way that they see clothes, change the way that they see uh, trends, change the light, because that is always a, a very small group of people that dictate those rules. And then everybody else that is not conscious enough just follows through. So I always say that we need to get to those people, the ones that are setting the rules, the ones that are trying to really make you know, consumers buy more and, and waste more and all of those things. And if we truly are able to get to those heads and get them to start changing the communication, changing the language, then, then that will all start trickling down because people have no idea of what is truly going on. The information about how much water it takes just to make one cotton shirt, this is the first time that I'm hearing this. And I think about all this water that is wasted and me being from Angola, there's so many provinces that have been in drought for years now. And these are provinces that had abundance of water. Now we have whole families that are dying because of thirst. So where something that before was abandoned to them, it's no more. And no one is going to think that, wow, what I'm wearing contributed to a family dying of thirst. They don't see that connection. That connection is not made available to them. So it is that type of information that needs to get to those people. And hopefully they will start feeling some type of kindness and compassion. And that will be enough to change the mindset. 
Thank you so much, Weza. Thank you so much for mentioning that because indeed we need to, you know, communicate this message to all of the people and especially people who are, let's say, in power, who are in a position where they can truly dictate those new trends and, uh, you know, new ways of how they can either make money or contribute to our better uh, world, to our better future, to saving people's lives, literally saving people's lives. And um, I also agree, like totally agree with you on the fact that we need to educate people and we need to bring this information to the masses. We need to bring this information to every human being on the planet Earth because Whenever we are not informed, whenever we are not educated, we simply don't realize what is going on and we cannot make um, conscious choice. And we do have to be selective here. We do have to be selective in probably every sphere of our life, not just concerning the clothes, whether to buy this dress or not, or, uh, you know, whether to let's say, use a bicycle to get to work or use a car or whatever, we have to truly be selective to what we're thinking about, what we are doing, and what we are choosing. Um, thank you so much one more time, dear guests, for sharing your opinions in this truly important topic. And right now, we would like to move on to another I can say really heartbreaking topic uh, that was also raised during the conference. And this is the topic of refugees. We already mentioned it a little bit at the beginning. And um, especially for this conference, a team of volunteers prepared uh, a documentary film about the refugees where people shared their life stories, shared their experience, people who happened to become refugees, uh, you know, and of course, this is not something that uh, you do by your own choice. This is something that uh, your life situation leads you to uh, unexpectedly. So right now, I would like to suggest us also watching a short excerpt from the conference on this topic, and then we'll uh, dive deeper to discussing this as well. She was Turkish. She had been sold 17 times, 17 times. And she had been trafficked from one country to another 17 times. And she had experienced only rape. I also said uh, in many auctions as a customer, as an undercover when I was doing the undercover. There were, we were uh, sitting for the auctions. Nine-year-old girl, 
टेन ईयर गोल्ड कट एज पर द डिमांड so uh, the the trade called the first time sex so whenever the auctions will happen new girls arrive in the trade so they put the auctions so who will bid the last demand the uh, money that person only will means uh, uh, use that became full night for its choice the business that is made of spare parts the human spare parts how many children have been transferred from one place to another and then been uh, operated on for some rich guys in different parts of the world to get a kidney or get something else from their bodies against their will black market traffickers mafia is part of this economy that uh, is uh, ruling the world so what else i can say that uh, i i only see that the other possibility is to uh, spend money instead of constructing walls like we are doing in europe in our society human life has no value How is it possible that instead of help people encounter violence aggression abuse and slavery This is not a migration crisis but this is a crisis of humaneness People uh, uh, by looking at the existing legal frame will not ever be entitled asking for protection because you will ask them which, which country are coming from they will say there is no country I had a country called X but the country now is under water or i had a village and this village is being totally destroyed or disappearing it turns out that there are still no effective programs for the resettlement of refugees for so many years the united nations has been working for so many years the refugee rights commission has been working so many humanitarian organizations and ngos around the world have been working but there are no working established or adopted programs on how to work with these refugees there are none and the refugee commission itself admits this Now refugees are forced to leave their homes. They face condemnation and cruelty. They are left alone with their misfortune because of the consumerist format of society. Tomorrow's climate catastrophes could be upon us as well. Answer yourself honestly. Are you ready to face what refugees face? Are you sure you won't be in their shoes? That you and your loved ones won't have to go through what they're going through. Indeed, um, you know this. Uh, every time I watch, I watch this excerpt. I watch this uh, video. It really touches my heart. And um, you know, I ask myself, how come? How come we people let these things happen? How in our modern society we call it civilized society? How come we still have such issues and we support them? by our inaction um visa could you please share with us what do you think about it and how important is it right now for each and every one of us to speak uh about these issues to openly and honestly speak up 
not be silent and share this information, bring this global awareness to uh, our society and basically inform people of, of, of what is happening right now. Thank you, Kate. It's always hard watching that insert again because it's only a small portion of what's truly going on worldwide. And we've always had, like the man said, it's, it's not a migration problem, it's not a refugee problem, it truly is a, a human rights problem, a humankind's problem. I, if I can just briefly say, I arrived here in South Africa from Angola as a refugee. Being from Angola, and I was a political refugee because my father was killed in Angola and my mother felt that we weren't safe anymore there. I was very blessed to be able to come into South Africa and had a community that could receive me. So thank God I didn't have to go through a lot of this of what these young women, men, children go through. But the reality is that they do go through that. I remember coming here as a little girl and I remember seeing so many people feeling lost and feeling hopeless. And once they got here, they all had that light in their eyes thinking that they went towards a better life, that they were going to be able to make a new life for themselves, only to find themselves, a lot of them, only to find themselves in an even worse situation than they were from, one, from where they ran off from. And then you find yourself stuck, really not knowing where to go because you just choose the lesser of two evils. And sometimes you don't even have the opportunity to choose the lesser of two evils. You deal with the situation that is in front of you. The truth is that when it comes to migrations and refugees, it, has, it is a business. And that is why there is no solution. As long as people benefit from human life, from human suffering, it will be very hard to be able to solve it if we continue to think that the people that are in charge of solving it are the ones that are going to solve these problems. No, they aren't. It is us. It is us by being able to really spread this information and get everyone around the world to really see the situation as it is. Because just the way that refugees are portrayed as well helps people not really want to care about them. A lot of the times they are portrayed as being a nuisance, as being an inconvenience. And if that is how you show another human life, who is really going, want, going to want to help? Let's talk about South Africa. A lot of people from other African countries run to South Africa because it has a, a better structure. And South Africa, when I arrived here in 96, really was trying to be kind enough to be able to receive these refugees. But now it has become overwhelmed because there is no structure, there is no place for them to stay. And a lot of the times, what happens to a human being if they are hungry and they cannot get food in a normal way? Eventually something in them, the survival instinct in them is going to kick in. And they're going to do whatever they can, any means necessary in order to feed themselves or for a mother to be able to feed the child. That would mean if I have to steal, to kill, to prostitute myself, to sell an organ, anything just not to die. 
But when these situations are showcased to the world, all we see are, oh, these are ruthless people. These are people that have no gratitude. These are people, they are seen as animals. Like I remember in the conference scene that human beings right now, they're treated in many parts of the world worse than animals. And you know that because how many times have you read story of a millionaire or a billionaire dying and leaving all the inheritance to a cat or to their dogs while there are people that are dying of hunger that are being raped they're being stripped of their dignity daily and 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 a person as a human being doesn't know that that money that you are leaving to an animal can be used to save so many people's lives that is just an indication of how much of us is being lost. And we can say that over and over again, but the only way to really erase something in us, a, a real need for change, is to put the information out there. Because these people that are out there being treated like they're less than nothing, they truly believe that nobody in the world cares. A lot of them wake up every day just wishing that they won't have to see another day. A lot of them are wishing death upon themselves so that they don't have to carry on suffering. And this is not from hearing. This is me personally having seen this. I deal with girls that have been trafficked so many times that they have tried to commit suicide over and over and over again. And they still don't understand why they are alive. Why do they keep on surviving? And they don't, even, they don't even know how to receive love anymore. They don't even trust anyone anymore because so many horrible things have been done to them that they also lose their humanity. And that is how evil keeps on stripping and keeps on growing. Because if you make a person lose enough of their humanity, eventually that is what they will put out in the world. So hopefully with this type of information, reaching out as many people as possible, reaching all across the globe, the world, people will truly stand up. And instead of waiting for United Nations, instead of waiting for committees to do something, they will take it upon themselves to make a conscious change. Next time they see a refugee, next time they see a refugee camp, instead of looking at them like just criminals or people that are lazy because why are they not working? You don't have papers to work. You don't even know where to start. They will take a little bit of what they have and go and share. So the idea is to really just try to get people to understand that you as an individual, you can do so much more than you imagine. We keep on thinking that we need, you know, the higher powers, the powers that be to be able to solve the situation. They won't as long as we are quiet, as long as we continue to ignore the issue. But if enough people are screaming at the, top, at the top of their lungs, if enough people are saying enough is enough, we want to see change. And they also show. Because the minute you see somebody else doing, you also want to do it. Is the domino effect of kindness that is so necessary to happen again. But that can only happen with information, the kind of information that is being spread right now. Thank you.
Спасибо большое, Виза, за ваш искренний that uh, in today's format of society, in today's, uh, you know, economic system, well, we're not able to solve this issue, no matter how hard we try. Of course, there are many kind people and um, uh, people who do their best, uh, not just in words, but in deeds, uh, solve these issues. But still, the uh, problem with the refugees is still worsening because we actually are not solving it uh, because we are not taking away the cause of all that situation, right? And uh, many people with an indifferent attitude, you know, and because of our inaction, uh, well, we believe that, okay, this problem is somewhere uh, out there, but not here, not uh, it's not happening to us. But actually, the truth is that we are all part of uh, the uh, planet, and we should. We should raise these topics, and we should raise these uh, questions and issues so uh, that 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 would really be at the top of the lines. And uh, what I really like, you know, um, and just studying these issues, that uh, it's not just kind of impossible to solve it. It is possible, but we just should uh, just accept that we do have this problem, and we do need to change the format of the society. We should uh, kind of get rid of the true cause of this illness, you know, of, of all humanity, of all the planet, and we should make our world a better place to live in. Right now, I'm giving the uh, floor to Natalia. And can you please uh, comment this video with the refugees? What do you think? How important is it to raise such questions and how can we solve it? Right. I agree that, uh, of course, these facts are very hard to accept. And, you know, even uh, if, uh, well, I watched this video for the second time already, but I realize, uh, well, it's really very hard to accept this misfortune of people because uh, actually, you know, um, it's hard to accept that just people like uh, you and me, right, they do all that, um, you know, chaos and misfortune to other people, uh, kids slavery, just to, to, to sell kids for sexual slavery, people traffic, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, uh, just all this horror, and this horror is being made by other people, you know, and when you just watch these facts and you realize that, oh my God, uh, why, why is, well, is there such evil and uh, uh, whom should we address these questions or uh, sh 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 should we address to the heavens? Should we just uh, give up or uh, all this and... Uh, just give the responsibility onto other uh, shoulders or should we do something about it because it is already in the constitutions it is said the power lies with people right so where is our choice and decision what should we do because of course the cause is in our uh, inaction and in uh, false information you know, presented in social media 
As you know, the so uh, official media uh, also uh, do not show the truth to the people because they kind of um, say that, okay, why should we uh, make trauma to people's psyche? Okay, let's not uh, find out about these facts, right? Of course, it's not true, and uh, because we people should know the truth, because uh, even if uh, you know that uh, uh, there there was a conflict situation on the borders uh, or with Belarus and other countries. So uh, what? What should people worry about? What do people worry about? They worry about kind of the trees uh, that these poor people were cutting in order to uh, get warm uh, at night because refugees felt uh, cold during the night and it was unbearable. Of course, they felt ill and, uh, oh my God, uh, so many problems. So uh, what I'm driving at is that uh, to what kind of degree of degradation has our humanity come to today that, uh, well, so much uh, serious information has been presented to us during this conference and really that uh, people, well, they kind of, um, they have a kinder uh, attitude towards their pets, but not to their fellows. Why so? Why is uh, this happening? And when, you know, all this absurdity of the consumer format uh, of society is just shown honestly, then we just uh, do realize that, well, we are in a deadlock, right? Uh, but, uh, well, we are not judging today, uh, of course, the rights of the pets or but, you know, people who have become refugees, they are people, and they are condemned, and they are, well, they're getting uh, not real help from the governments. Nobody stands for them. Uh, none of the organizations uh, just uh, solve their issues seriously enough. And I'm so happy today. Uh, I'm still, you know, happy that uh, and grateful that there are still, there are people who are not afraid to take these issues and uh, try to solve them, who are trying to do their best to save at least one person's life, one refugee's life, but uh, they managed to address to the international public and say, dear friends, e without your participation, without international public's participation, we are able to do very, very little. That is why we should get united. Of course, then we'll be able to solve these issues in another way, because we cannot solve these issues if we are divided. Uh, because uh, we should uh, get united, then our uh, whole humanity's potential is much, much stronger. And that is why, dear friends, you know, uh, what uh, I found out during the conference Global Crisis Time for the Truth is that the fact that each each person within these nearest years, each of us will have to face uh, this climate crisis. And of course, you, d you may not be sure that you won't be a refugee or a migrant or something, but uh, it's really or a victim of the cataclysms, but uh, in this way or another, uh, climate crisis will affect each of us. And uh, as uh, 
a it's also been voiced about from the already official uh, mass media right that uh, our presidents know about uh, the threats of the climate crisis and of course uh, they're kind of trying to solve these issues but uh, to what extent to what extent will we be silent uh, to what extent will we be inactive um, uh, to what extent will we uh, just be silent and not discuss these issues we should we should start uh, discussing because you know uh, all right all over the world in different countries there are many many um, you know demonstrations against uh, well trying to stand or to so to start solving uh, climate and ecology issues you know different uh, green organizations and uh, something like that but uh, well, have they managed to change uh, the public's uh, attitude to that? So let's create uh, the world unification because we have a way out. We can, we can save each child's life. And just, uh, you know, do you remember those footages from the conference when the participants of the conference said that they, under undercover, they um, went to the refugees camps and uh, and uh, they were collecting data information in what state uh, the refugees were and uh, uh, what they saw with their own eyes that uh, oh my god they saw a poor girl uh, with a note saying that she's ready to be sold for sex for the first time and uh, there are more facts about that that pe uh, children are taken away from their parents because uh, families, parents are kind of uh, obliged to sell their kids, uh, their other kids, because they are not able to feed um, the rest of their kids, okay? So, and why is it ha happening so that even, you know, some pets are living like, well, in luxurious conditions and they're fed better than people? Uh, it, isn't it absurdity, dear friends? And today, we do have this opportunity to get united and to unite all our efforts in order for each person hear, uh, hear these issues and hear these uh, problems because, you know, there are no uh, children who are, well, somebody else. These are our kids because even anything like that could happen to our kids and uh, it may happen, unfortunately, in the nearest future. So would you like such a future for your kid? I don't think so. So that is why we should. Uh, yeah, I, I do not uh, address to you and ask you to go uh, to the and participate in the demonstrations, but um, I do not address you and ask you to take weapons and go and demand something, but I am asking you to uh, just realize this information and to get united because we do, do have a chance to change our world for the better place to live in because we should uh, first analyze the information, accept it and find for uh, the way out because, uh, you know, today, unfortunately, each day without, uh, if we are 
not living in the creative society. It takes away uh, lives. It takes away lives of children, of people, the refugees. That is why, dear friends, let us take action, dear friends. Thank you. Thank you, Natalia, for your sincere answer. And uh, how is it really possible that in a human society there are kind of two epitomes? Uh, there is uh, oh, kind of uh, hunger crisis. On the other hand, is obesity crisis. Uh, how is it uh, possible that uh, children are sold? In, that, in this way for sexual abuse or something uh, because it's, it's it was somebody's uh, daughter right I have a daughter myself and I do understand uh, that do you realize that what's happening somewhere is actually it's kind of happening to me because um, we are all one big family so people uh, let's not have let uh, situations happen arrived please a uh, comment um, these situations uh, with refugees because it reminds me my own journey uh, 20 years ago I left my own country because of my personal life but at the same time I knew what in my country I'm not will be able to bring my own child on my own as I left being single mom so I have to move and the first country what it come I said no matter which country will be I'm going just to really change my life. And I so understand every mom and every dad what they're feeling when you can't really give food for your child or you have to leave them for some long time. I left for one year my child till I get ready in Ireland to give him proper life, normal life. I'm not talking about fancy life. But what I find years and years and now I am 20 years in this country. I am still a migrant. I'm not a full, full, full person, normal person. Not, of course, I never will be Irish and I don't want that. But for other people's eyes, because I am migrant, I have to be cheaper. Because I am migrant, uh, everybody looks at me like, be happy what you have. You know, and only when I started working and making my own business, and that was the biggest my feeling, nobody will respect me. I will not get back my dignity till I not become my own boss. And actually, it took me years and years till I got my awards, till I got my big achievements, Till I started being invited to, you know, big things, people started looking at me a little bit. Okay, what is she doing? Oh, is she a specialist? As before, I was still cheap migrant. Took me years. And now I actually working with many, many migrants from all over the world, wherever they are in Ireland and actually outside Ireland. Thanks for internet, I'm helping them to get back that dignity because I believe in don't just give fish for the person, but teach them how to fishing, how to get that yourself and not just really to teach them to give me, 
but actually to go back and live into society what they are. And that's exactly what was huge, huge, um, like from all other people, country is amazing. They give money straight away. You can help. I can help you. You know, it's all good. But dignity in here and other people's eyes, I'm paying for your food because I am giving you this money, you know. And actually, you can feel only the kids in school with being with my child, they actually was more nicer than adults because children, they are so innocent. They love you anyway, as long as no pressure in the family, as long they're not hearing the news and parents commenting. Yeah, that's good for them. Oh, no, I don't like them. Oh, they this. And that's what kids hearing. So I really, really now really asking for everybody. We're talking a lot about we adults, we buying stuff, we adults. But actually, our generation is our kids. So if we show for our kids, like my child grow up now, he have many friends who is any colors and he have no difference. He loved them all. He playing football with them, everything. As I know, adults would not do the same. So I really asking for all parents, whatever news you're watching, whatever we're talking, whatever we're going shopping, as I noticed again, I'm go back to the last um, point. We're going having fun on weekends. And what we do, we're bringing kids shopping. And we giving that mind the most amazing, fine and nice time when we shop and we're not treating them as let's make amazing time, maybe nature, maybe camping, maybe something. And let's love everybody and send everybody love from childhood because only kids will grow and teach others to be better because we're talking about us now as adults, but we have a lot of conditions from everything around us. And we starting don't like one each other or hate one each other as we know what's going on. As kids innocent. So make sure we're not commenting terrible things on news when kids hearing. And let's make sure message to our kids, love one each other and love our planet. Because who knows, if we not give that who knows, do they ever give for our grandkids? And that's what be my message. Whatever we do, make sure our kids is our generation hearing about it. Show all these videos for our kids. They need to know. Thank you so much, Asta. And, you know, you slowly moved on to the next question, to the next topic that we wanted to discuss. And, uh, Today, we had a really profound, really interesting conversation. We touched upon the topic of ecology. We touched upon the uh, crisis of humanity that we have right now, experience right now. And there are so many crises right now in the world, political, economical, and so on. We can, you know, just go on with this list forever. And for some people... Uh, it might seem that we are in a hopeless position. Like we can either sit down, 
you know, put our hands together and either cry or panic. So the question to actually all of you, dear speakers, would be, what do you think each and every person can do right now to move from this consumerist mindset to a creative one, to try to become closer every day, step by step, to the creative society. So what can each and every person do? We maybe can start with Asta because you already started by saying that we need to give a great example to our kids, to our younger generation. But what do you think, what else maybe every one of us can do at home, at work, with the strangers on the streets, you know, like just, you know, turn on your imagination and just try to share whatever you think on this topic. Exactly. Uh, we all can do something. We all. But like I was just in the beginning said, the man in the mirror, that's the biggest, biggest and friend and enemy and supporter and everything. So really, first, ask yourself, am I doing what I would love what others would do? So if I send love for everybody, am I really doing about this something? like recycling, looking after nature, just brushing your teeth in the glass of water. You don't need to let it go and use it and ruin it. Like it's really simple things what we could do, but mostly people don't, like they just ignore it. It's not my problem, but it's actually, it's coming nearer and closer and closer and it's coming nearer our problem. So I think the biggest and most important thing is really ask yourself, but really honestly, what am I doing today to do something better? Because only person from our heart, we really know what we're doing wrong. We really know. Do we really eating something or do we overeating, overbuying, over and then binning, you know, clothes, food, everything, energy. You know, I am the one who goes around in the house and switch off lights. You know, I'm the one who's always worried about how much water we use. And I am in Ireland. But actually, in Ireland, it is shortage of water as well. In the summers as well, like especially. So we're not only talking about some countries. We should be all thinking about, am I doing something? Just around me. Just recycling. And really sending love to one each other. No matter... No matter what color, that's what really shocked me when I was thinking and I'm watching this and I was like, how did I get on so kind of easier in the society when I was a migrant? And, you know, I think the one was biggest thing was my skin color. And I really, really feel that. And I think, what about if we just close our eyes and don't look who's in front of us? but really just talking about the conditions, about knowing where they're coming from, about knowing nothing, but really talking heart to heart or not. Open eyes and judging by the view. If we would close our eyes, we would more connect with our hearts. So that's all my message. And I really send everybody love. Thank you.
Right. Lots and lots of thanks, Esther. It is really very important, very important to ask yourself question because everything, everything depends on each of us, right? Let us, let us participate in, in building a beautiful world, in building a creative society. Then, of course, we will build it. If we choose to go on with the consumerist format of society, then, of course, the consumerist format of society will be. And that is why responsibility lies uh, with each uh, with us. And at the same time, uh, we have the choice in what world we would like to live in. And right now, I would like to ask Visa, please answer the question, oh, well, uh, what can each of us do today so that we, uh, well, um, would be able to build a creative society as fast as possible? Um, I first of all agree with everything that Esther has said. It really has to start with us on the smaller things. And I'm one that believes in leading by example. And if you do these things yourself, just starting with the immediate people around you, instead of talking about it, do it. Because a lot of us spend a lot of time telling people what to do, but do our lives reflect what we are telling others? Um, so small things, exactly like Esther say, you're recycling, you're using less water. Use your clothes more often, repeat your clothes more often, and then at least the people around you will start to see a difference. Today I am here because I posted a video on social media, so I know about the power of social media today. Today we are able to speak to each other in different parts of the world because of technology. So use that at hand. I mean, we all have our own platforms. We are here, people that are in social media. We are in the creative arts, either as a designer or as a singer. So obviously we have people that are following us. We have some sort of influence in a small or large group of people. What are we feeding those people? Because we already know that these people look up to us for one reason or another. So why don't we just use the things that we are learning here, the things that we are learning about creative society and the greater good, and find creative ways of not only us doing it, but showing it to them as well. Because that is how you also create trends. If they see you doing it, they will also copy and hopefully do it as well. And I think that the biggest thing is just how we interrelate with each other. There is this quote that says that people will, may not remember what you have done. They may not remember what you say, but they will always remember how you make them feel. People will always remember how you make them feel. So if we treat others with respect, if we treat others with kindness, if we treat others with admiration, how we make them feel will permanently stay in their hearts. And that in turn can turn them into better people. I think that all of us have an example of a teacher when we were in school that either believed in us and inspired us or that one teacher that used to say, you are never going to achieve anything. Either one of those teachers shaped you in one way or another. Either you wanted to prove to the other teacher that, yes, I can be someone, or you wanted to make the teacher that said, I, oh, I believe in you proud. 
So I'm using this example because we have that power to instill the same type of feeling onto other people. But what is it that we are feeding them? If we are constantly feeding people positivity and saying, we can do this, we can be this change, we can create this change, let me show you how. It is actually not that hard because we think that it's so hard to change the world. The only way of changing the world is by us changing ourselves. And it interlinks between one human being to another human being to another human being. So let us just be the change that we want to see. I know that people have said this so many times that we think it has lost its meaning. But if we really just go to the core of that, what change do you want to see? Be it. And then it will reflect off on somebody else. And then they will reflect off on somebody else. And that is a domino effect of kindness and change that we are trying to bring in the world. Thank you so much, Reza. Thank you, Asta, as well. Thank you for sharing that. And indeed, you know, being the best example of what you want other people to see in you and to follow as well. And, you know, big gratitude to to you for for sharing that and also i would like to ask the same question to natalia and maybe natalia could also share with us why do you personally think that creative society is the only way out since you are an active participant of this project so could you please share what can each and every person do right now in order to you know start living in the creative society and why do you think it is so important and vital for all of us as the humanity right i will gladly share my understanding with you uh, because our guests today uh, have voiced that is very important to begin with our thoughts right it is very important how you treat the resources how you deal with these resources right in your daily life and when you start pondering over that uh, then of course yeah you can say i do uh, okay treat it all Carefully. But the situation in the world is really changing just drastically. And until all the people start doing and start treating the resources the same way, then the situation actually is not going to uh, just uh, be better. And when I found out about the Creative Society project, then I realized that it is a way out. It is true uh, way because until each of us again starts. Um, just uh, treating the resources in an economical way until each of us starts uh, taking the responsibility onto himself or herself and not onto organizations or companies, governments, presidents, and uh, until uh, each of us starts acting but not being silent and inactive, that, okay, it's other people's issues, not mine. But when we um, ourselves start behaving actively and uh, um, when we start uh, just, um, you know, begin being conscious and uh, begin being aware of what's happening 
And when we share this information with the people who have no access to the social media or mass media, all right, um, then we should um, just inform these people, all right? Uh, with the help of this instrument as in, uh, internet, for example, we can. We can spread this information all over the world and united we can do a lot because um, really uh, you can change uh, the way people are used to for example living or existing um, because uh, yeah it depends what information people are delving into right if they watch kind of uh, you know uh, dirty videos about uh, disrespectful uh, treatment and anything then of course um, we are kind of sponged by that information so who who uh, makes all those ratings and uh, uh, popular rates and so on so just people you know we do that is why we have a choice we can turn such shows uh, scandalous shows uh, off and we can choose uh, creative videos right uh, positive videos um, educating ones and uh, the same happens in any sector right with government or with uh, presidents and so on. Do we get united and start um, spreading and showing positive example to other other people when we show people this real model of living the creative society? So of course, uh, who well among us won't uh, doesn't want to live in such a happy and just society, the creative society? And right now, I believe that we are at the stage of informing people, and I believe our one of our uh, most important tasks is to inform to inform each uh, and everyone about the creative society and that we should start with ourselves with uh, being aware of what's happening in the world and not just you know start judging or just following what uh, our neighbors are doing but start uh, acting positively just um, ourselves right because you know I was uh, also uh, just uh, kind of uh, track my thoughts that before that I kind of uh, let uh, the water out of the tap flow, you know, without any control, because I like this noise of uh, water running. But now I realize what stands behind that, and that is why I just control it, all right? Because, yeah, you just, uh, um, as one of the speakers has mentioned, okay, you, it's enough, uh, just a glass of water, and just uh, for uh, brushing your teeth, right? But, uh, and, you know, in this way, we can treat any, any resource economically and uh, share this uh, positive example to the others, to family members, to your colleagues, friends, and so on. Because everything starts with ourselves. Again, another example of Konstantin uh, Eduardovich uh, Tselkovsky, a Russian scientist who said that uh, actually the power lies with those people who get united because uh, the future is with the people and humanity, which and who appreciate this uh, power of unification, because if two people uh, just get united, uh, the power uh, well is not is multiplied um, even um, sevenfold, right? And if uh, the, uh, the greater the group is, and uh, the greater the power of and um, the potential for the changes is, and those people who kind of well indifferent. 
relevant uh, to all these issues, uh, I would say that, yeah, yeah, many people are kind of afraid uh, of what's happening today to the planet and to the society. And uh, that is why it is important, important to, you know, to inform all those people who are not indifferent, who care about our future. And that is why I believe that uh, uh, this work for the unification of people is very important and that is why to inform uh, each and everyone is one of the most important tasks right now. Thank you, Natalia. Indeed, uh, the most important processes, uh, they be, uh, start in the information field, you know, and all the changes actually start uh, from the information taken. So that is why, you know, people, we have a choice whether to conduct negative information, whether to conduct the positive information. And that is why when each who is listening to us right now and each who sees all these problems and realizes that we've got so many issues to solve but a person does not lose um, a hope uh, for the better world of course um, it's, it's, it's great but you know there are uh, more and more people um, more positive people and more responsible people who understand how to act and we have we have a plan, a working plan, and it's really very efficient and it's quite simple for each person. But what should we do uh, at this stage? If you still do not know about the Great Society project, please study, study uh, this information. You don't need to have lots of time for that, but just a couple of minutes, all right? But realize that a lot depends on you. And please become a human who will spread this information for their own. And with each spreading this information with each step this idea will cover the uh, more information field and then we'll come to the point when all the people will know about the creative society all the people will start acting and will um, uh, take uh, you know will give into contribution to building of the creative society and uh, that is why the next event great event uh, which is directed to the unification people uh, is going to be held on the 7th of May this year, and it is called uh, We Are People Global Crisis, We Are People We Want to Live. And uh, with such, you know, an appeal to all the people that, uh, right, uh, we need to act, okay? And if you have become uh, an eyewitness to the well climate anomaly or any hard situation okay let us know okay share your information and we'll spread this information further on so that all the society will know about that all right yes and thank you so much thank you to our wonderful speakers for this lovely conversation that we had today i'm sure that our viewers, our audience, and all people who will be watching this uh, in replay, they will truly love it because with such a sincerity, with such an open heart, and uh, with such, so much kindness that you have put into your words today when discussing such serious topics, this cannot just leave you, uh, leave your heart untouched. So, Thank you so much one more time for um, devoting your time to this international discussion, for sharing your opinions, sharing your experience, and for speaking up, because right now, indeed, it is 
the most important thing that we can do together as society, speaking up, not being afraid, not being silent, but telling the truth to the whole world to make people realize, to make people understand what is going on, and to also, of course, give the way out, which is building the creative society, building the world where the human life will be of the highest value. And to... I would like to address to our dear audience, if you liked this international discussion, if you feel like these topics, they resonate with you, and you feel like sharing it, please don't hesitate to do so. Write your comments under the videos, share it on your social media, because as our lovely speakers mentioned today, that it truly works. And social media, this is the technology that right now gives us a chance to connect with the whole world and share the message. And also, if you have questions, if you feel like you don't understand something, or if you feel like you would like to also participate in such an international discussion, please write us an email to info at creativesociety.com and we will gladly answer your questions and as well include your questions to the next international discussions and um, you know conversations like that. So one more time, I would like to pay my gratitude to our speakers, to the audience, and of course, to our technical support and interpreters for making this international discussion happen. And we'll see you soon at the next international discussion on the Creative Society channel. Thank you so much for speaking.